Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I am Dr. Bobby Pritt, a clinical microbiologist and the Vice Chair of Education for the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in laboratory testing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for being here with us this week, Dr. Maurice. Oh, it's my pleasure, as always. <laughs> well, so things are moving so quickly. I can't believe we're halfway through May already. And just to reflect and recap, um, as we know, the World Health Organization declared that COVID-19 was a global health emergency on January 30th of this year. And then here at Mayo Clinic, we moved quite quickly, beginning work on our own Mayo Clinic laboratory test on February 11th, and then implementing it just three weeks later, which really was a record turnaround time, given that you had to design, validate, and implement a high-complexity laboratory-developed PCR test. Um, you know, and looking back, I thought it was really interesting that we went live with this test on March 11th, which was the same day the World Health Organization declared the COVID-19 outbreak to be a pandemic. So talk about timing. Here we yeah. are now, yeah. just two months later, performing thousands of tests each day for the COVID-19 virus, as well as tests for the patient's antibody response to the virus. So Dr. Maurice, have you, um, how have you seen the laboratory response evolve along with the pandemic? Well, it's a, well, it's a great question. Um, it's changed a lot. Uh, just like if we think when you kind of go through that timeline, you just, I think anyone listening probably has their own personal timeline of how their mm -hmm. own world, uh, work world and non-work world has really sort of evolved with that uh, in, in very fast paced way. Uh, from the lab side, it really right away, that one of the things that was unique was where the labs were thrust right into the spotlight on the national dialogue around testing. In those early days, it was a lot around, and still is, but very much focused on how are we gonna get enough testing to identify patients with COVID um, and to help hospitals manage the pandemic. At that time, we were really operating off the models that were showing that uh, healthcare systems would be faced with these overwhelming peaks of critically ill COVID patients as was seen in Northern Italy. Um, and so healthcare systems, including Mayo, were understanding how we're gonna use the test to identify these people, triage these people, manage these people. And then the labs themselves, I mean, everyone was looking at non-traditional uh, areas of their buildings and their infrastructure to house patients. And so how are we gonna get labs that we have to turn a lobby into a, into a hospital floor? So, I mean, that's really where the, for the first six weeks of the pandemic, I think the focus very much was on uh, just getting the hospitals the tests they needed to help identify the patients and manage the critically ill. Uh, and that's really, I think, up until probably the last few weeks, that's at least mid-April, that was really the focus. And now it's really switched um, to where we're headed uh, and really, in essence, following the national dialogue. So whereas early days, very much how are we going to manage this wave of the pandemic to now how are we going to restart and reopen the country? Yeah, I mean, it's really been um, a unique situation where so much of our community response to this pandemic is centered on laboratory testing. It's just such a key part of um, first identifying people that are infected, now trying to figure out how we're all going to get back to work. Um, 
do you feel that Mayo Clinic is in a unique position to contribute to testing and the dialogue around testing, given that we have our local practice as well as our international reference laboratory practice? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, so it's another excellent question. So it's first, I would say yes, we are. And that's really predicated on who we are as Mayo Clinic. So as an integrated practice and with a very team-based environment, we're continuously using the labs and in care settings where we dialogue a lot with the providers. So we really understand how the lab tests are being used to manage care, to manage patients, to make decisions for individuals and for groups of individuals. So we already have that. Um, and I think that's part of what has always been something that Mayo Clinic Labs brings to anyone who uses our testing is that the goal is that they have the same experience uh, as anyone would if they were on our campus. So if a doctor orders a test for someone through Mayo Clinic Labs, they should get that same level of integrated care and support as if they were right here in Rochester or in Florida, Arizona or in the health system. Um, so I think that makes us unique uh, and has really informed our own approach to the COVID pandemic. As you mentioned, we were very, the day that the pandemic was declared, we had developed our own uh, high complexity PCR test for the virus. A lot of that was driven by our own practice saying, if this is coming, we really need to be prepared um, and we need to be investing, we invested resources to do that with Dr. Binnaker and his team uh, to get that done and literally record speed, as you said. So we were uniquely positioned in terms of how we respond and then how we continue to respond to the testing. Now, of course, when we talk about safely reopening society, uh, or doing things, it's a much different use of testing than using tests to diagnose a patient. So we're part of the dialogue about what's the best and most responsible way to use those tests. What can they tell us and what can they not tell us at this point? So I think that's part of it. The other thing I think that's unique about Mayo Clinic Labs is that Mayo Clinic Labs is part of Mayo Clinic. And so Mayo Clinic, of course, has been thrust into the national and international spotlight as a thought leader in healthcare and how we should be managing the pandemic. The labs have been kind of thrust into the spotlight because of the centrality of the labs to the diagnosis and the management. And so now Mayo Clinic Labs is really part of that dialogue ar around COVID pandemic and healthcare in general, uh, much more so than I think we ever have been. And I do think that's kind of a unique time for our profession as a whole. Uh, it's in my time, and now I'm um, 30 years at Mayo Clinic and 20 years on staff, it's really the first time that there's been a public discourse on healthcare where the labs have been a, a major part of that dialogue. And that's, again, I think something Mayo Clinic is positioned to help participate in and lead because we think about this and have these conversations every day as part of just the natural uh, rhythm and, and, and teamwork of our practice. Yeah, it's really a, a very important aspect of what we do as laboratorians, as pathologists, as uh, doctoral level scientists. And I think it's great to recognize that we are part of the healthcare team. We are clinicians, even if we're not patient facing clinicians. And so it's excellent and important that we're at the table helping to make some of these big decisions about how, how these tests are going to be used to guide our response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, I think that's something that hopefully we'll take forward from here. It's been, as I've said a number of times, I mean, anyone can buy a machine and uh, put in a specimen and have it print out a result. It, but the science of pathology and laboratory medicine is that we're creating 70 to 80% of the data that's in anyone's health record. How do we, we have to help guide, really be the, the guides for how that information is really used to best make decisions. How do you create it? How do you use it to make decisions? 
Um, and, and, you know, what decisions can you make and can, can you not make? What are the limitations? That's something that's part and parcel about how we think about healthcare delivery in the laboratories. And so that's obviously a big part of what we need to decide right now. So it's, I think that we're, and, and like I mentioned, we have these conversations a lot just in, in our daily practice here at Mayo Clinic. So this is what the dialogue we're in now is just a natural extension of that to a much bigger stage. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, thank you again for a fascinating discussion, Dr. Maurice. Um, and thank you so much to our audience for tuning into Answers from the Lab. Now, next Monday is Memorial Day, so we're going to take the week off, but be sure to subscribe to this podcast for future releases. And also, please consider joining us for our special COVID-19 town hall called The Latest in COVID-19 Testing. It's going to feature a live question and answer series on laboratory testing, and it's going to be this coming June 9th from 2 to 3.30 Central Time. We'll include the registration link at the bottom of the show notes under resources for this podcast. Hope that you could all join us then. Thank you. Thanks, Bobby. Stay safe, everybody.